0: In the north, in the north, I'll tell you what's in the north, it's the Wrestling Review Podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: everybody. Ah! Oh yeah, today we are talking about... Ken Chamrock. I forgot, I knew the first two notes, but not the next of the song. His theme song changed. What was it? It started
0: like... Like every prototype attitude era song, which is just like... Jim Johnston, man, we got to do a
1: wrestler review on just how fucking great that guy was at writing songs. He's
0: still writing them. Who says
1: he, for sure, obviously he wrote Rusev's because Rusev's is like one of the best songs in the last bit.
0: Rusev's, I'll tell you whose song I love is Jack Swagger's song.
1: Good
0: song say this about rusev do you ever think of it when him and lana have sex and it would be like a fucking yes. bear mauling a chihuahua
1: no it'd be like just probably two people who are in love having consensual sex john no, jesus man. christ
0: he he's a roided up fat man from bulgaria he's <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's probably very good at sex how do you know i don't know man he just looks power. just looks like a lot of you you just be along for the ride He wouldn't mean, have to do much down there you i know will say I mean? this though
0: flat cock bulge that's not good Flat? It's not like, not like that, Dave, or that Randy Orton <laughs> where you can see that thick cock. <laughs> yeah, we'll do
1: wrestler review presents. Who cock has the images. biggest dicks? Let me ask
0: you, let me say this. You, has anyone else seen the... It's it's a printed interview where someone's like, why do you always wear black? Uh, why would you stop wearing multicolored uh, um, tr- uh, trunks and only wear black trunks? He's like, I got a thick dick. And then the other ones, you can see my thick dick. And <laughs> who Randy said or- that? Randy Orton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was that time where... There was that time where Orton, when he came out, his shorts got smaller and smaller. He got smaller and smaller shorts. That's when he, I think, he was dating Maria at the time. Or no, on screen he was like doing the whole like shitty love angle with Maria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo bees, boo boo bees. We're gonna talk about
0: a man, a fucking legend, a man, an whose ultimate man. Involved him sleeping in cars, and Jim Ross would bring that up for a solid year, and I always thought it was so weirdly disconcerting.
1: Well, I mean, it just Ken Shamrock seems like the type of man who would just still sleep in a car. Yeah, Ken like, gotta keep myself tough.
0: I mean, there's zone. It's also one of those things where, um, it's fucking. It's Ken Shamrock. There's no way he's not ending his life sleeping in a car. Who's <laughs> he here? He's one of the pioneers of the UFC, and he was in WWE at the hottest time ever, but never really was that important. Even though I really enjoyed him, Ken. Well, Shamrock- they were supposed to make him the champion at some point. There was talk about. Um, there was a couple of things that, that were talked about. Um, one, how did he debut? Do you remember? Was I know he was.
1: How did he debut? The was he? He was the ref in uh, Austin Brett. Was yeah. that his debut?
0: Debuted as the world's most dangerous man referee in that submission match as yeah. a sort of like this UFC. <sighs> sort of
1: Immediately match. went right into a feud with Brett. Like they set up a feud with him and, uh, and Brett, Brett because and he would, Brett, Brett wanted to. to.
0: What. He wouldn't answer the because Brett wouldn't release the finish after Austin passed out.
1: Oh no, I mean I'm just saying like yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I mean. Like Brett talks about in his book how he wanted to work with uh, Shamrock and they never really panned it out because that was like a that's one of the really really strong starts to like any anyone's debut. It's such a smart way to debut him as this referee. He doesn't do anything. Won't release the hold, and then. Austin's out. Austin's obviously one of the great matches in Wrestlemania history. Austin's out. and then Spectacular. Uh, and it's then, one then of the Shamrock bed- belly to bellies him and Bret kind of is like who the fuck is this guy? And you can go right into a Bret Shamrock feud. The only problem with that I see from like a storyline point of view or like two wrestlers having a feud is like their matches would be great because they could do the whole uh, submission thing, mm. but there's no one to carry the promos whatsoever. I mean, no, Brett, then- no, Brett could do a good job, but like he needs someone to play off of, you know.
0: And Brett, but Brett always gave the same promo, which is like, "Uh, things aren't going well. I'll figure it out. Okay, bye." Brett was great. Brett was great, but like, yeah, I can see why people would be but, like, uh, "What's interesting is Ken Shamrock was not a promo, but Ken Shamrock, I feel like, was in wrestling at the wrong time. Ken Shamrock in the NWA when they would have put him with a manager." Yeah. Would have been a sawed off fucking monster. Or just any, or wrestler. just
1: with a manager. I think he might have just been in the wrong company. You think about that guy in WCW around ninety eight when he started to have Goldberg. Like what a great And they just He's they, the proper obviously it sounds obvious what I'm gonna say, but he's the proper UFC, he's the proper MMA guy to have in instead of Tank Abbott. Because absolutely. Tank Abbott, you can't have like it sounds very weird. That's why this is this is gonna this is an odd point, but this is why I was so like uh, ju- not juice but like I was so excited about the prospect of like Rampage Jackson getting into pro wrestling is because if you look at a guy like Tank Abbott here's why it doesn't work it's because he's a you can't have a guy knock someone out quote-unquote in a wrestling match because making like th- obviously this sounds obvious but theater punches making theater punches look good is not the same for making real punches look good so whenever you have someone who actually knows how to box and knows how to fight their punches look stupid Floyd Mayweather broke Big Show's nose, and ever, no one thought that punch looked good, right? No,
0: you and he, and even walking Big Show chasing him through the fucking crowd yeah. with a smash nose. Yeah, no one really thought it was real.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you get a guy like Rampage Jackson or a guy like Ken Shamrock, and Rampage Jackson's whole thing is slams, which is ex- all the pro wrestling is based around is slams. Yeah. So you can have him do like, oh, there's Rampage Jackson's power bomb. There's his slam he does and so it's an Jackson, effective figure
0: put in places Ken Shamrock is the same way where you're strong enough to put people where they needed to be. I think Ken Shamrock's biggest detriment was a he was brought in as Brett's guy yes. At a time where for the first like when Ken Shamrock was used properly and they had him fucking beat the dog piss out of Vader. Yeah. That's because Brett was protecting him. He was absolutely protecting him. Ken Shamrock was always included in like the Team America against the Heart Foundation, all that sort of stuff. Pretty much as soon as Brett fucked off to WCW, that's when they were like, world's most dangerous man, more like world's most dangerous kitty. Like, they just didn't use him in the same way. What you want always
1: is, all right, Brett's gone, so here's what we're going to do with you. You want to fuck your sister.
0: They don't Go sh- with it. That's when they tried to bring him back. Before you got, we got to, we want to fuck your sister, first he was just in the corporation and he was Big Boss Man's friend. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) He's a great enforcer
1: guy. I see what they were doing because at that point, at that point, the style of uh, wrestling they were doing wasn't the – Ken Shamrock like here's how removed Oh, here's uh, how removed thing. before we do
0: this, can Sorry. I just explain to you how they almost were going to make Ken Shamrock champion and this is what Jim Cornette's solution to the Montreal screw job was and it's mm-hmm. so crazy? That's Ken Shamrock. There's a thunderstorm happening outside. So, Montreal screw job, they can't figure out what to do. Can- Jim Cornette is unaware that they're just like fuck it, we'll just work, we'll screw him over. Yeah. Jim Cornette's plan is this. Ken Shamrock walks into the ring, scares the referee, puts on ankle lock. Referee rings the bell, Ken Shamrock takes belt, he's so scary, people will just be like, yeah, he'll be the champion now, and it was this big controversy. That's
1: a very, very, almost like, that's a very like anti-Jim Cornette idea for Jim Cornette, where it's he- like, there's no match, he wins the money in the bank, <laughs> and he basically just scares everyone into having the money in the bank, an idea we'll come up with in 15 years.
0: He... He explains it a bit more logically, but he basically like you set it up a bit more. But it's basically like, or you tell the story of what because he's a very
1: like he's a very line in the sand character. Ken Shamrock is because he's everyone's fucking cream dream for '80s pro wrestling. Having a guy who is a legitimate, real fighting champion who already has that's the other thing already has pro wrestling experience. Come in. This guy doesn't need to be a promo. This guy's been. Pro- this no. Guy, this guy's been fucking. This guy's been advertised on ABC on the news already as, as the
0: world's most dangerous man. They got that from a news report. Yeah. It's he amazing. Is, He's is associated with UFC in its first go around where they were calling it human cockfighting. Yeah. And being like, this is a dangerous sport. This was the most recognizable guy to come out of that besides yeah. Dan, the substitute
1: teacher, Severin. He was more recognizable. And.
0: Uh, the, An the interesting thing was also is when they brought in Dan the Beast Severn. How they never then just went, and this has also been brought up a lot, because they done two matches Beast and Shamrock, and why they didn't do a third in the WWF to attract some UFC fans at that time is shocking.
1: Yes, but do you know the story of that second match?
0: No. What's the story of that second match?
1: All right. So the second match. This is a. So the second match. This is when UFC is on borderline. Like. <clears throat> Basically, states are trying to make
0: it illegal. So uh, it's yeah. When Bob oh, Dole is like, "This is the worst thing that's yeah. ever happened." They're like, "What about like crack in black neighborhoods?" What? They can't. No,
1: <laughs> no. These guys are these guys. It looks weird. Um, so they come. So a guy from the boxing commission comes backstage and says, "No closed fist strikes, or your guys are gonna get fined." And uh, so he tells Shamrock and Severn this. And Severn, what he does is he tapes up his right hand or something like that to make Shamrock think he's going to throw a punch. And the weird thing is Ken Shamrock had been in a, in they called it reality pro wrestling, but it's like Pancrase. What Pancrase was, imagine guys, heaven. Because here's what heaven is. Half the fights are MMA and half are pro wrestling. They're trying to make look like MMA. One There's one fight where a guy wins via KO, spike pile driver i'm not making that up a spike pile driver ko and they're like so imagine if it was like conor mcgregor versus jose aldo and then stone cold steve austin versus the rock like how great that would be so ken shamrock comes from that he comes from that lineage of like open palm striking and stuff and then they basically just circled each other for 30 minutes they circled each other for 30 minutes in detroit it was like basically wildly known as one of the biggest letdowns in UFC history because Sports Illustrated was there to do a story on Ken Shamrock because, you know, everything's pro wrestling and who's a better, who's a better like logo for your organization than this guy who looks, he looks like the most intimidating guy. That's the other thing about Tank Abbott that didn't work is Tank Abbott. Looks great when he's around real fighters because real fighters are real, su- like, it sounds weird, but they're more focused on being lean. Yeah. So how fat he is comes out, which sounds weird, but he looks more intimidating because he's just a guy at a bar. But when you put him around pro wrestlers where it's all these yoked up guys, no one, if you're not initiated to who Tank Abbott is, you don't see him and be like, oh, that's a dangerous guy. Yeah, you don't. You just think, like, why, why, is, why is Uncle Needs Pills here, yeah. you know? <laughs> What's the guy who rents me fan boats hanging around? Why? Yeah, his whole job is <laughs> selling shorts at the beach because you lost
0: yours. Yo, Billy Jorts, where the fuck are Yo. the Percocet?
1: I sold- ha 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 ha, perka dick. I sold seven shorts last year, world fucking record. Maybe that'll keep Meredith off my ass. Let me tell you something about me. I don't cum. It's all pre because I'm a man. <laughs> but just think about Ken Shamrock comes along. He has this amazing pedigree. He, you've been handed... One of the best nickname, debatably the in most pro dangerous man, debatably in pro wrestling history. Then you put him, then you put him in Japanese kick pads, and uh, in some nice gloves, and he just doesn't work out for what it was. There
0: were better pro uh, wrestlers. There were better pro wrestlers. They just should have booked him differently. I agree. The but the problem is they also kept trying to sort of they. Did a couple things. First, they did the um, the whole Steve Blackman feud, which could have worked. Steve Blackman, who legitimately now is an MMA trainer. And Steve Blackman, who's fucking crazy. Steve Blackman, yeah. in the back uh, backstage, fought Big Show lying on his back, used his legs, and dropped that fat fuck. Of course he did. In like 10 seconds, apparently. Like someone, It was some U-shoot I was watching. And someone's like, what's the craziest backstage fight? And he was like, Steve Black." It was Teddy Long. By the way, Teddy Long's, any shoot interview with Teddy Long, the fucking best. He sounds great. The Acolytes used to fuck ladies together. And he talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asks him, what's it like to have been with the same woman for 40 years? And he goes, it's great. Lots of sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Talks about how, what a cheap fuck McFoley was. Yeah. Talks about the amount of people that called him racial slurs. You're like, oh Anderson, oh, he'd say the N-word to your face. Ric Flair loved calling me it. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the... the uh, but going back to what he specifically says about that fight is, yeah. Have you ever heard the
1: Dick Murdoch story, though? I want to get this out Dick, there because we're probably... Dick uh, Murdoch, where he did the whoop, 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 run in the middle of the ring. No, the the story where he, like, I forget who it was. No, it was Tito Santana was, like, working in wherever Dick Murdoch was in the 70s. And then Dick Murdoch was like, uh, pleasure to work with you. Just, uh, if you need anything, call me. And then he puts his card, and it's a Klan, Ku Klux Klan Dick Murdoch card. And he just puts it in his, in his locker, and Santana looks at him, and Dick Murdoch just, like, staring at him. Like, if you need anything, me and my me and my underbite buddies are gonna chew your dick
0: off oh fuck uh num no num D- num. dick murdoch was also i think it was dick murdoch was the nwa was there and it was the match before he was going to get the title and he was fighting uh an actual black man over his skin color and he was fighting ernie Ladd over the fact ernie lad <laughs> thought he was an equal person <laughs> and <laughs> in a vote match <laughs> In a I I Have a Dream match. (laughs) (laughs) They're inside a steel cage of the government's making. (laughs) Anyway, so in the middle of the ring, Dick Murdoch lying on his side. You know that, like, run in a circle, like, whoop, 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 whoop. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, Three Stooges. The Three Stooges run? He just does that in the middle of the ring for a solid 30 seconds. Well, er, I think it's Ernie Ladd, but some guy is in the. Like, what the fuck? Gets up and yells at the NWA Commission, I didn't want your belt anyway!
1: Jesus Christ. Fucking crazy. It's a pretty
0: good run, though. He's a fucking crazy man. Anyway, so Kit Shamrock, let's talk about the highlight of his career. Uh, We also got to bring up his TNA run, which is when he was actually used properly. But let's talk about that whole scenario where they intimated that he wanted to fuck Ryan Shamrock, his sister. Mm. Do you remember how they set that up? No, I just remember. All right, I will say
1: this, though. Uh, I think it's weird to be like, hey, can my girlfriend have a job? And then being like, yeah, sure, she's your sister on television now. <laughs> and you're like, was that who that was? Yeah, it was his girlfriend at the time. Oh, no. Like, how weird is that? We're you're, just like, yeah, your wife is your sister now. <laughs> yeah, but you also to you're crack- gonna fuck. And then when you go home, you're gonna fuck your sister, aren't you? You fucking weirdo. Linda. Linda, come please, Linda, come. Linda, Linda Please. You know come how you're my sister?
0: Uh Vince, I'm your I'm your wife. Yeah. And we fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon. But that wasn't Vince McMahon. All of that because basically everyone sort of basically says that Vince Russo knew he was leaving much earlier. So he started all these weird storylines in the lead up to him leaving. That like they because they were like, Oh, he's doing so well. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we don't have TV, so let's just start these and we'll like move away from them. And apparently that incest one was one of them. May Young giving birth to a hand was another one that they were like, Jesus. that's a good idea, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, he's also – and it's. it occurs to me that Shamrock is uh, – it occurs to me, I sound like a dink. Um, a, Shamrock is also a throwback in this other weird way because you mentioned early Ernie Ladd, but Shamrock's gone on record in interviews and said – the reason he did pro wrestling was because, like I just told you, like when I, I told that story about him and Dan Severn, they're trying to make the UFC and mixed martial arts illegal. Yeah. So He needed money. He needed money, job. so he goes to pro wrestling, and then he exits the WWE once he finds out that Japanese mixed martial arts is now taking off, and oh shit, I can just fight pro wrestlers but for real and win sometimes. Oh, and
0: I'm sure he did well because he then bounces back. It's very injury. His run is very, very confusing and sad. I think he could done more. Apparently, also uh, Steve Austin didn't really like working with him.
1: I don't think he could have done more. I think, I think he could've. was exactly where he should have been. been. I think he's exactly. I think he
0: could have done way more. I think he could have been used a lot better if they'd used him as Vince McMahon's lapdog, bulldog enforcer. And him being, like, if they'd made the corporation, they weren't trying to make sort of an NWO copy of these corporations. and the corporation was literally Vince McMahon, Shane, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, The Rock, and then Ken Shamrock as this weird enforcer that comes in, like, middle of the, like, before a match even happens, slaps on the ankle lock and tries to hurt opponents. That would have been an amazing use of him. You had to literally go way back and look at him how you're going to He would never have been the champion of that company. He never they were never going to use him that way, but he could have been a way more effective lapdog, loony bag, intercontinental champion kind of guy. No, yeah, he's he's the tough guy. He's
1: almost like if you use him like the uh, Paulie did 911 in ECW where it's like 911 comes out
0: choke slam, that's it. Like It's exactly in the but same But the, the thing about he really fucked up things like they did fucking Owen Hart and him fighting in a basement. Yeah, cuz it was the Attitude era, but you can't have That's
1: what I'm saying, wrong company, I think, because if you have Shamrock come out and he's and he's the he's presented, this is a real fight, he's gonna murder somebody, it looks different than everything else on the show, then he's fine. But once you lose that aura of this guy's a real, actual fighting champion, you've lost the, the character. Like that's the the character and the, the legitimacy, I should say. The legitimacy of Ken Shamrock vastly, vastly outweighs his talent in the ring. A guy like a guy who's like a just a very talented pro wrestler can come in get a bad start. You look at like a guy like I'm just saying this because I just watched rewatched the documentary, but I look at a guy like CM Punk and how they gave him the world title, but he was like a mid Carter. Mm-hmm. He won the Money in the Bank twice. He wins the world title again. He has a nice run on SmackDown, and then they do the thing where it's like, oh, SmackDown's a ter- uh, secondary show. We're giving Taker the title. He's gonna squash you a bunch of times, and then he gets all these false starts and stuff. Then he has that huge promo, gets himself a bunch of stuff. They use him properly for like three weeks, but Ten he's days. established. Yeah, but he's established again after the money in the bank win, and the guy's a made man, right? Yeah, but with a guy like Shamrock, where he doesn't have that much. T- I'm not saying not that much talent. I'm just saying like he's not on a Punk Austin like brat type level where they can just persevere. See, yeah, but how I- you handling him with Kid Gloves is very important. Like, like a guy, you look like a guy like Lex Luger. Who's never really been booked softly? Like Ken Shamrock could have been like a very good like Lex Luger style, but better because he's got a lot of legitimacy behind him.
0: I disagree because look at how TNA used him. TNA used him incredibly effectively by just putting the belt on him and feeding him guys, and seeing like, they're a much smaller organization. They are a much point. smaller organization, but the f- the, you have to remember this isn't WWF now. It's WWF. WCW is breathing down their neck. They could have used him in a much more effective way and built him up.
1: I suppose so, but it's like you want to go with the, you almost want to go with the brand. I mean, it's. Ha, but the, it'd but be nice to have they, a guy that stands that, out. But like,
0: argument, because all of the guys that got really over at that time were all guys that were
1: totally off brand. But all right, how about like? Where's Daddy's coffee? You look at uh, find speaker. Uh, you look at who, that time though. You're looking at the most talent-rich time in pro wrestling history for
0: that company. What are you talking about? I wasn't wrestling them. Nice, uh, <laughs> but like,
1: all right, Austin Rock. Triple H, Mankind, Undertaker, even Big Show,
0: Shamrock. Uh, yeah, but it's Kurt Angle. How, but it's how they were presented. Mick Foley presented in the and any other way than the fed, absolutely presented him would not be the perennial underdog, lovable wrestling character he is now.
1: He could no, but he could. He did a lot of great stuff when they presented him as the psychopath guy. He, they he he just that's what I'm saying. Like a guy like Foley who's an amazing talent, he can get by stuff because he's a real professional wrestler, which goes back to my point that I say all the time on this show, whereas Ken Shamrock had been wrestling for like
0: three years. Some of those mm. years had been like I, real I, fights against me. I actually agree with your point. I'm just saying that I think that in the way that they used Ken Shamrock, they could have done it more effectively and he would have had a more interesting, memorable run and not be thought of as sort of this also Rand of the Attitude Era in a similar way to like an Ivory or Jacqueline,
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a very it's a very weird thing to He's think. He's like the got handed up pro. Look what they've did done with their other like MMA champion. Granted, they fucking got him on the they booked him probably the first time because he was Goldberg too. But look what they
0: did with Lesnar. Yeah, like, but we'll talk about Lesnar next week. Lesnar yeah. is our, our final for Machine Month. Ooh, oh, yeah. We're going to talk a lot about Lesnar. We'll talk about the streak ending. We'll talk about the streets and the streaks in Dylan's pants. Mm. They're white. Mm. And um, um, Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, because you said you wanted to take a break. You wanted this to be a 45-minute episode, so I set a timer so that the timer's up. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Do not
1: edit this part out. Do not edit me. No. Editing. Hello, this is Dylan
0: God and... John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God And John Hastings... From talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate...
1: Subscribe... And review... The Wrestler Review... On iTunes! It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have, we've been so lazy, we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things.
0: Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things, because wrestling fans have integrity... We'll and spend, no money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have... Is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, The Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram, at wrestlerreview on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. It's easy. Oh, we're back from the break and Dylan's gay. Oh, yeah. Are oh. you putting the interstitials in between the breaks now? Yes. I'm not
1: completely certain what interstitials mean.
0: The 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 things that we record pre-recorded where it tells people to go to the, our website and to email us if they have corrections and stuff like that.
1: John, can I ask you a question? Yo. Why would anyone listen to this show if you don't? Because I'm, I make it. <laughs> you, fucking, you fucking queen laquefa. I do listen queen to it.
0: Queen uh, laquefa. I do listen to it, and I notice you haven't been putting those things in, so why are we taking a break? Interrupting my fucking flow. No, we actually I actually do every week. Good. And I layered our
1: theme song under it in a very, very good production move that I'm sure <laughs> everyone listens. Uh, I'm going to
0: squeeze you tighter than Ken Shamrock applying the ankle lock. Let's talk about the ankle lock. He's the first person to use what I think is both a great move and a terrible move. I really like the ankle lock. Um, I think... They in... need to stop giving it to people.
1: Yeah, they need to stop giving it to... Well, the thing I really liked uh is that they it's funny kind of funny they took the good parts of ken shamrock and then just gave them to kurt angle Mm and in a a very in a very real way i think ken shamrock is important in that he allowed kurt angle to become probably for like four or five years the best professional wrestler in the world
0: yeah ken shamrock I would say even in TNA, occasionally there were moments in his matches where you're like, "This guy's a fucking magic." This guy's majestic.
1: He is great, and he's like genuinely has a very, very large anger problem as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know you if you can ever- take that many pills and ha- and love that many black women, but be married to a white woman and not be an angry man. His Howard <laughs> Stern interview is more illuminating than John Cena's because he walks in and he's in a suit, and he's trying to be like just representing the company, but but he keeps being like. Hello, Robin. Hello, Robin. Like, it's you're like, oh, no, Kurt. Oh, no. Oh, that's so funny. Someone's got a tent in their trousers. Shamrock, um, I think
1: Shamrock, the thing that never connected with me when I watched as a kid was his just his facials were so fucking over the top. It's like, yes, yeah,
0: that whole thing where he'd just be like, he's going to. They did that thing where they were still the, sort of booking like snap, the mid He's yeah. like that careful he's gonna snap isn't that wouldn't that be an advantage to him yeah you have this real champion
1: and then you give him honestly partially Festus's gimmick
0: yeah like, like he was
1: half badass kurt angle half festus where yeah. like he's snapping and it's like no he should be this not this cold calculated killer but he should just be this angry from bell to bell angry get shit done dude and a lot of he stuff in taz if they want to know
0: how to book that guy book him Exactly, as Taz was booked in ECW, to the point that but they I think they were up su- things where, even in WrestleMania 42, where The Rock got the belt back because Ken Shamrock wouldn't release the ankle lock, and then suplexed a bunch of referees. Fuck was the Attitude Era insane. Yeah, but
1: that's, that's I think that's good, in a way, but I think that Shamrock, the reason I think Taz, it sounds weird because this is the difference between actually being a fight, this is the kind of the thing where... All right, the Undertaker's punches look better than Mike Tyson's, right? Yeah, because he, he
0: knows the- how to f- throw a punch to make exactly, it look like a punch, which
1: is why Taz is a better MMA character than Ken Shamrock because it's theater. It, yeah, it's he- fl- yeah. Because sh- what Taz would do when when Shamrock would suplex a referee, it was a belly to belly to the side, and like a well done, protected the guy, good pro wrestling move. Yeah, when Taz would suplex someone. Hey, I can lift you now. Oh, now I didn't lift you anymore. Fall how you please, sir. Yeah, L- but I and then he is, just like also, and he would jerk I, might, people around. But the problem and, like, with
0: your argument though is that some of Taz's suplexes look terrible, and also hurt people a lot. And part of the well-executed wrestling move is not to hurt someone.
1: Yes, I agree. But when you're when you're selling a character as this guy's a real fighting champion, like a real legitimate athlete, you have to. I think you have to do some stuff that's dangerous. Look at Lesnar. Look at Lesnar. Look at the suplexes to Cena. Some of those were fucking, and Lesnar hurts people too. Don't forget about like the fucking Bob Holly powerbomb and shit we'll talk about next week, I'm assuming, where he just like powerbombed Bob Holly sandbagged him. So then <laughs> Lesnar just was like, all right, blah, you're next dead.
0: Yeah, Brock
1: Lesnar, wears Sable? I'm going to fuck her with a knife.
0: Yeah, we will talk about that next week and how Bob Hawley has gone from being like, I'm going to sue the company because that guy for sure assaulted me to like, don't know what you're talking about, man. Never said that. And they're like, we have all these tapes. No, I didn't say it. Shut up.
1: Shut up. Suing is for
0: queers. Um, Ken Shamrock. Uh. Yes, I think that a lot of people have adopted all the best parts of his character, and he was also an amalgam of a character they were continually trying to make in the WWF and finally succeeded with with Kurt Angle and then Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is essentially how they should have booked, one of the ways they could have booked Ken Shamrock now, he's being booked in the Fed as we speak, which is this guy who shows up, beats the dog piss out of people, looks really good doing a certain set of moves, then leaves again. Um, I will also say that I think Ken Shamrock also employed something very interesting which was he was the first power guy in my memory to have a submission hold that wasn't like a sleeper or something like that but was the ankle lock which is a really interesting addition. That's really interesting. That has now become du rigueur that you'll know a guy starting to get a push because suddenly they give him a fucking awful, a terribly executed MMA -like like submission hold like the fucking Hell's Gate. By the way Undertaker fuck yourself you are <laughs> not a s- the world's best striker is not a 50 year old man playing a zombie on kids television you gotta evolve the character somehow baby
1: girl but that's that's the way shamrock changed the way pro wrestling i wouldn't say sh- shamrock changed it per se but like he's after him, him after him People tap to submissions. They don't just go, I give up. And then the referee calls for a bell. And then the crowd realizes. And the tap, I think, is such... Like, for all the things Kim Shamrock is kind of missed opportunity. You could say missed opportunity, but also just, like, clearly this was like, yes, I'll take your however many hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to do this thing for two years. Um, So, missed opportunity, I guess, as me as a wrestling fan, just that tap is undoubtedly one of the greatest additions to pro wrestling in the last 20 years because it's so much you don't need it just makes watching a submission so much more active like the fact that people can raise their hand and lower their hand and the crowd you can hear the crowd go nuts like watch the kurt angle and they'll never mention this well they'll mention it once uh hopefully kurt angle comes back for a spell he's not coming back I hope he does, they're, because they need, not going- to, they need to fucking recognize that that Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match is, like, it's the best WrestleMania match I've ever seen. Yeah, but they'll never... It's better than the Undertaker match. I don't know. All right. I don't want to get on a rant here, Dennis Miller.
0: Um, but <laughs> I don't want to get on a rant here, but... I just never you, I believed
1: know. that the Undertaker would lose at WrestleMania. As soon as they started fucking talking about the streak, I'm like, Shawn Michaels not breaking the fucking streak. You can tell all the patterns of what's going to happen in a wrestling match. They don't... Yes, vary no. everything up as as much as they used to, like when he kicked out of a tombstone. I was like, yeah, of course he's gonna kick out of. Yeah, a Yeah, they're tombstone. gonna make it
0: really impactful. I understand, and I completely agree that the Kurt Angle, Sean Michaels, because the, <laughs> the way
1: the way he like, and this is why I think the ankle lock and tapping out are something, two things that Ken Shamrock brought to wrestling that are very very important and very great because the way Angle, I guess it's more about Kurt Angle, but the way Kurt Angle would like. Yeah. ankle lock, ankle lock, guy gets the ropes, and he just pulls him by the ankle. Yeah. Like, it's such a simple move that, like, with the sharpshooter, the other guy has to, like, basically walk himself out to the middle of the yeah. ring with Brett. And they, and then the big theatrical, like, oh, he's got the figure four on the leg, and now he's got the fucking thing he's stuck in place.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then the, you'd have the twist. The amazing also about the, can, the ankle lock, which you more see... And you can do. just hang on, too. You can just hang on. Kurt Angle did... It seems like they walked up to him. They're like, here are
1: the things we need you to take from a guy. These are the things that worked from Ken Shamrock. Obviously, the snapping, the mid-80s thing, which would have been great in the mid-80s. Kind of divest yourself of that. But I guess maybe Shamrock – is Shamrock more of an ingredient in pro wrestling? Is that why he's – so instrumental?
0: I think that's exactly it. I think he's also a guy that it came in a time where he was straddling styles in the same way that John Cena will be a very important guy because he straddled both of sort of like the end of the attitude era ruthless aggression time going into the PG era and very much was the only guy that really made a solid transition that wasn't sort of the icon cl- crew of like... Yeah. Michaels I think Cena's, and- Cena's
1: important because he's the ge- he's when, <laughs> when Vince McMahon... turned from your husband to a rapist where he was like oh you like that cool we'll give it to you no no you like it you you said but you liked it last week well i don't like it anymore no you fucking like it Yeah, you
0: fucked me that's what you did are you someone who fucks me
1: you don't when you like something once you like it forever i like ice cream
0: i eat it every day you don't vince shut up (laughs) um but I think, yeah, I think that you've hit the nail on the head. Ken Shamrock was an important ingredient, and he brought a lot of realism to it. He brought a lot of... There's something about it that was important at the time. Um, I think, just going back to what you said about the Kurt, Kurt Angle returning to the Ferraghreshan, I don't think it will happen because they're not going to let the pill addict with no neck who still demands to do moonsaults in that ring. No, but he's pretty much... I don't,
1: yeah, I don't think we should talk about Kurt We're Angle's not going possible to, I'm just, return. I'm just
0: saying that I don't think he'll ever be back. I don't think they'll ever put him in the Hall of Fame. There's way too many issues. and the way Dude, Kurt, it's
1: pro wrestling. He'll be back.
0: Bret Hart came back, and they killed his brother and stole his career. He'll be back. Kurt Angle... No, because here's the difference. Kurt Angle's going to die in a way you're like, ooh, typical wrestler death. Like, he's going to die surrounded by pill bottles with his neck in the sink. (laughs) Like, that's the difference. Ken Shamrock is a a similar... Ken Shamrock's one that I wouldn't be surprised they put in the Hall of Fame and just in a similar way that they're like, ah, it's The Godfather. Shut the fuck up. We're putting him in. Because he has gone on to have a pretty impressive career in other things. His TNA run was fucking exceptional. He had great sideburns. They are
1: not going to mention
0: TNA. No, they won't mention his TNA run, but you know what? They're eventually going to buy TNA. TNA is for yeah, sale yeah. currently, and they'll just buy TNA. You know they will.
1: Yeah, for the AJ Styles back catalog. Yeah, if nothing else,
0: they'll buy it for a, like a million bucks, so they can fi- And then they'll do. They'll bring Abyss in for a moment. They'll possibly use EC3, and then that's fucking it. Oh, Abyss would be so good in that fucking company. It'd be great. Abyss versus Undertaker, or more likely, Abyss versus Braun Strowman, also known as Vince saw Abyss and made found someone else who could be Abyss. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) Um, Back to Ken Shamrock, which I think... Ken Shamrock also, they really did... He was interesting because he was one of the few guys you could see them trying where they bring in Dan the Beast Severin in an attempt to feed him a partner. They bring in Steve Blackman in a way to attempt to find and feed him an opponent. But it just never really took off in this legitimate way. Even though, like, I loved Steve Blackman and thought that they could have really, really... Like, they did this thing for about two weeks where Steve Blackman was just, like, a hired gun badass... They could have done that with Ken Shamrock. They could have done that with Steve Blackman and kept it going.
1: You can only but have one. You can only have one. Like I understand bringing in Dan Severn, and at Shamrock the thinking, but you can. Anytime you have two of something, obviously, the you've diluted. You've diluted the, the character. Obviously, unless you make Shamrock and Severn a team or some shit.
0: I I think, but I think I see your point. And Severn I also didn't look cases-
1: like you're like this guy's a real fight. Dan Severn is. Here's a, all right. Here's what, if this makes any sense. Dan Severn's type, kind of the reality of professional fighting, whereas Ken Shamrock is the dream of professional fighting.
0: He's a bit more glitzy and a bit more showbiz. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like like Mike Tyson. Everyone talks about Mike Tyson. Oh my God, Mike Tyson's so great. Mike Tyson just was like, in I guess in boxing terms, a lot of people have said this, but he's like an undersized heavyweight who never really fought the like creme de la creme of the guys who were like basically the next. Level up like Lennox Lewis. He fought Lennox Lewis when he was like 80. They were both like 80 but like, you want Mike Tyson to be the toughest guy because he looks fucking...
0: Like he's yeah, the glitzy. story of Mike Tyson is so much more impressive. The fact he's walking the, th- the ring in black, yeah. he's beating people in 10 seconds. He's, he's got not a fucking socks. gimmick.
1: He's got a so- solid gimmick. He and- talks to
0: fucking pigeons, yeah. and he's got fucking Don King behind him being like, I got a million dollars and I've murdered people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is... Ken. Sha- whereas Ken Shamrock looks like this fucking
1: crazy... He looks like the underground cage fighter you would see where like that guy breaks everybody's legs and he's undefeated and yeah. you're like wow that guy looks huge and dan severin just looks like a guy who kind of wants you to leave his house
0: but here's the interesting thing uh about how they also booked ken shamrock because then but then they wouldn't put him against people that the, besides vader who are they gonna put him against uh he's at a triple threat with val venus and gold dust over who gets to fuck his sister like they also didn't book him appropriately with they had yeah guys. but they didn't have like the paulie
1: type booking where it was I like understand that. Book. like i said last week with taz when taz had a Jobber, no, sorry, this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Taz, when Taz had a jobber, it wasn't just a jobber. It was like this guy's a Muay Thai fighter. So, like, if you're he, you're handed an MMA guy. Just make some shit up. This guy is a Tai Chi expert. Yeah. Ken Shamrock. Get Jerry Flynn. Beats the shit out of him and make him Vader some people. Like, that's what we talked about last week. Great squash matches. Yeah. The Like, the way to get a machine guy over is fucking great squash matches where, um, and it goes against everything you know about pro and what should be pro wrestling, which is like, looks great, guy doesn't get hurt, but you just got to make him hurt some fucking people. Like, have Jobber's Blade. Like... He should really, really fuck somebody. It's not up. Not
0: a bad idea at all. Like, and I'm also actually surprised that the Fed hasn't gone back to job matches now to get some people over. Yeah, man.
1: I I always said like I was a big fa- I was a big proponent of like they were like oh Bray Wyatt crazy what's the next level of his character I was like have him cut somebody's fucking head off <laughs> like you know what I mean like if you're doing the whole Charles Manson cult thing like do like Bubba Ray Dudley used to do it all the time cut somebody's head put the blood on your head and wrestle with the rest of the match with his blood on your head. Like, that's... Yeah. Just be super scary. But they weren't... That was... That's why I'm... Like, that's why Ken Shamrock's a very interesting character to do a review of because... Like you said, I th- he's straddling at a time where it's like if he arrives 10 years earlier, he's a super, he's a superstar world champion. Are you Maybe not logo of the company. If he arrives 10 years later, I also think.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he also didn't have the right opponents. I didn't think he had the right people backing him behind the scenes, and they didn't. That's why I keep bringing up his TNA run because his TNA run, yes, it's a smaller promotion, but it was a place where they used him properly. They fed him people. He was fucking crazy good in the ring. You were aware that he was just going to beat the dog piss out of each out of people. And then when he would have a competitive match with someone, that person even though they were going to lose, it it gave them a rub. It made yeah, them a Japan bit more style. interesting. Exactly.
1: Where it's like, "Oh my god, he kicked out of one of the move." He, no one ever does that. That happens once every 2 years.
0: Yeah, he kicked out of a handshake that he, like, "Oh my god, no one kicks out of him shaking someone's hand." Like Yeah.
1: Exactly. So what's your best thing with Ken Shamrock?
0: Debut. Best one of the best ways to get over a, a badass motherfucking guy is you put him in shorts and a tight fucking ref shirt so he looks sexy as all. Well. I love Get cut him.
1: off sleeve ref shirts. Oh. I want to die in a cut off yes, sleeve ref shirt. Yes, you do. How,
0: that's a, a that's, that's the you, division of how like. How do you know you're watching a porn that's themed in sport? The man is a referee in <laughs> a sexy shirt. You forget that he had the bulge. Sh- he had the bald shorts too. Yeah, he's wearing bike shorts. Oh, yeah. Um, the best debut ever because it's submission match with these two guys yes that submission match happened to be one of the best matches in the history of wrestlemania Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but then it ends with him fucking belly to belly suplexing the winner and walking out while the two opponents don't it just got you over i always remember the winner also the winner who both guys come in strong
1: uh they did great build up to the match where both guys took each other seriously brett wins and looks super strong and then Shamrock, and it, I think it was really good booking. It was really good because he belly-to-bellied bellied Brett. He didn't lay him out. Brett just kind of looked at him like, the f- how the fuck did this guy do this to me? Yeah. And he also has the excuse of, well, I like, just fought a guy for 20 minutes. It's it's really good because you get across. Everyone in that match got across very well, right from the ref yeah. over. Great debut. You're right. like That's absolutely really fantastic. What's, uh, what was your worst thing about Promo's? Absolutely. he never learned though he was a wrestler in japan here's the interesting thing about this worst pro wrestling promo maybe best mixed martial arts promo some people are just like that lesnar was like that
0: yeah lesnar is also an amazing lesnar even his interview is now going because he's going back to the ufc when this is being recorded far more interesting when they gave him the mic and are like talk for 20 minutes ah uh paul uh triple h I'm going to attack. Uh, I'll get you.
1: Well, an interesting thing that they never did with Shamrock that they did with Lesnar when Lesnar came back is that they started um, they started doing the UFC interview style with him where it was like a one-on-one, like, I'm going to kill John Cena. Yeah. And they never did, like, they never thought so simply to be like, well, Ken Shamrock's coming in. How would he talk about an opponent? Like, let's make him talk about The Rock in the same way he would against Hoyce Gracie or against, like, whoever. You know, Keith Hackney, Hackney, you know that type of thing. Um, So they never utilize because the the WWF WWE at that time. And currently, they want, and I've said this a hundred times on this show too, they want you to fit into their mold. They're not going to look at you and be like, how do we make this g- maximize this guy? And that's they're also just going to be I like.
0: also say why the UFC is stronger right now. It's because the UFC, and everyone said this, the UFC doesn't have a mold. They listen to who's getting over, they look at who's impressive. No one would think that Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, and Brock Lesnar would be their three biggest draws. Who knew that Brock Lesnar, after retirement for four years, but they immediately recognized and went, we need to make money for this event, we don't have Connor. boom, here we go. But that's very... But that just speaks to the fact that WWE, you can make a guy... I can
1: make... John, I can make you win a hundred times in a row in WWE if... I don't... Oh, this guy, you like this guy? Well, this, John's going to be better in yeah. whatever But you might, like... Like the most charismatic guys in the UFC might just straight up lose a fight. They just might lose every time. Like there's a guy, there's a guy Phil Baroni who is in the UFC who like they thought was gonna win the middleweight title and they were so pumped about it, so so visibly, cause he was like the best. He was the best cause he would come out. What what was it like? He had, he faced a guy one time and he the uh, the guy was like, what are you doing for this? And he's like, oh, well, I'm really working on my Muay Thai. Uh, I've trimmed up my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but just training hard, living right, you know, it's going to be a great fight. And they asked Phil Baroni, and he said he was cutting down on smokes, but he's <laughs> not going to cut it cut it out because he's not gay. <laughs> and weren't he won a fight, and they were like, they basically all had giant erections, and they were like, please, just let him win once, because he was like also like clearly on steroids or into bodybuilding. Yeah. And uh, he lost, but in the WWE, you can just make that guy win a hundred times. Yeah. I, that's a very long, point, like, but that's the you have to adjust to what's happening yeah. if it's real. Like, you can't just be like, "No, that guy's the star" because I like his hair. Roman, please let me touch your little, little hair. <laughs> um, I'd say the best thing about Kid Shamrock is uh, the um, his ch- like I, I said it before. The best thing about Kid Shamrock is uh, it's two things: it's his finishing move and the tap, and I think they're tied. Pick one the tap great worst thing worst thing about kenny sham sham um just the his i'm gonna snap is the worst thing in the world the i'm gonna snap john right now is <laughs> threatening to clip his toenails in an attempt to make me vomit um and yep. it's gonna work uh the, i'm gonna snap is so bad his facials were so bad he he yeah, gassed he, out and every,
0: matches really badly too every time, time he gave a girl a facial it would <laughs> um, I will also say this His action figures Terrible Okay <laughs> i just just thinking about it I'm gonna throw it. this out there uh, You were 13 That's too late to have action figures Yeah man All of my Here's what happened uh, Two of my friends Shoplifted every single Wrestling action figure From a Toys R Us <laughs> At once? No they went over a series Of about a month And, uh, were you friends with fucking Milhouse Van Houten times eight, you fucking nerd ass losers? I will tell you their names, but, uh, (laughs) one of them's really, really nice and the other one's not such a great guy. (sighs) Uh, anyway, they stole all of them from a, uh, Toys R Us, all of them. And then we're just like, we don't like, we don't want these anymore. John, you take them. And I was like, great. (laughs) Let me play with my action
1: figures. I can't even talk, man. Yep. Totally, that's
0: great. uh, And so I have like all of the Attitude Era wrestling figures, like circa first round, all of them for free. (laughs) And there was two Ken Shamrocks, one red trunks, one blue trunks, both awful. Both of them, he's screaming. In the blue trunk ones, he just got. He looks like he got a full diaper. And you know what? Austin's were always badass. He had his tattoo. He was always in cut off jean shorts, and he looked delicious.
1: (laughs) Shamrock, not his anger, it's the snapping. Like, when the was angry and shit, then it was like, I guess that's like that's a guy being angry. Because you've ever seen him getting angry at Tito Ortiz when he was in the WWF and still training people in the lion's den? He gets angry like that. Like, he gets fucking nuts and he's, he snaps.
0: Yeah, he is a professional
1: fighter. But, but like, just the way they made him... Th- like, you could just be like, act like how you're angry when you're angry. <laughs> he didn't have to be like...
0: Duh. Duh. But I think it goes to your point, which is he's not an in the same way he he'd be like a cop. They're, they're making Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry is based on an actual guy named Dave Toshi. They didn't go and say, "Hey, Dave Toshi, you play Dirty Harry." Mm-hmm. They just had someone do basically an impression of him. Dylan's now presenting. Um, but here's the
1: tragedy: the tragedy of but wait, I was getting the tragedy of Shamrock is he has matches in Japan that people still don't know if they're real or not. And isn't that the point of pro wrestling? That's absolutely the point. Is he so like I don't think WWF attitude era theater style wrestling? Bad at it. But the like eighties style was that a real match? He's so good that people now are like, I don't know, I think that's fixed. And these are people who are like mixed martial arts journalists who that their whole job is to know everything about it, right? So yeah. Ken Shamrock. What a I guess to summarize what a what an influential character that was only around for two years, you know?
0: but also three years what did he go on to do after he left wrestling he went back to mixed martial farts and he did the ultimate fighter yeah i think that that is a also a point in bringing people over to the ufc that no one acknowledges and what are you doing i have to piss so bad okay well let me just wrap up this point and then we'll turn off the podcast which is what he or you just walk out um here, All right. dylan you go i'll wrap up the show and this is a point to leave on The UFC has eclipsed the WWE, and part of that was the Ultimate Fighter because it gave people an opportunity to watch it and be educated through a different means. Also, if you're a WWF Attitude Era fan, you've been alienated because they turned fucking Steve Austin heel. You turn on the Ultimate Fighter, and there's someone you remember teaching these people how to actually fight. That will definitely assist you in wanting to start watching the UFC and not watch Monday Night Raw anymore. For For Dylan Gott, who's draining the lizard, I am John Hastings. And now, some lovely outro stings. Kiss my dick, everybody. Kiss it.
1: I'm back.
0: Ken Shamrock, very upset. The grudge between
1: me and Ken Shamrock started when I fought Jerry Bolander. But it started boiling when I fought Guy
0: Metzger. I thought you had more respect than that! After I beat him down, I put the t-shirt on and said, Gay Metzger's my bitch. It was no disrespect towards Kim, but all of a sudden it felt like it was.
1: When that fight is over, and you win, then you show respect. If you don't like him, fine, don't shake his hand, but don't do something like that, and then flip off the side. I just sat there and laughed in his face. John McCarthy had to pick me up and pull me away, and that's when all the bad blood started happening. I would get my respect around and die, um, I'm not going to be punked or pushed around.
0: Ken Shamrock is living on past glory. He's holding on to something that's no longer there. There's an opportunity now for me to fight Tito Ortiz. I would never leave, never retire,
1: until I get an opportunity at Tito Ortiz. If he wants to stand up with me, then let him stand up with me. I'm gonna put him in the past and make him history.